Hey y'all, this is Devin Nance. You may know me as the co-host of Intimate Spaces Beyond the Blog, but I'm here to tell you all about my podcast, This Black Girl, a weekly podcast all about topics from the perspective of, you guessed it, This Black Girl. Like I said, join me on a weekly basis wherever you listen to podcasts and let's just have a conversation. Let's talk about any and everything and its impact on me from the perspective of one more time, this black girl and don't forget to subscribe for weekly notifications about new episodes rate and review leave a comment leave your feedback love to hear from you and let's just have some fun so once again tune in to this black girl a weekly podcast all about topics from the perspective of this black girl trust me she has a lot to say bye y'all Welcome back to Intimate Spaces Beyond the Blog. I'm Alicia Griffin. And I'm Devin Nance. And we're back for season three. Yay! We still have a soundboard. I was going to say, we, that we have not done that yet. But, we are back. We are back in season three. Yeah. And we're here again. We are. We are. In your ears, in your car, whatever. We're here. Hey. It's us. Hey, your friends, your comrades, your buds, your pals. That's enough synonyms for friends. Um, <laughs> alright, so, what's new, Malisha? So, the biggest thing is that if you listen to us, you know that we came out with a show every Monday. Yes. We can't do that anymore. Nope. It's just not possible. No. So, Intimate Spaces has... I mean, it's a good thing. Yeah, but I say it's good. It's not like, oh. But... Intimate Spaces has really expanded. We're doing more adult entertainment events. We're doing more community events. We're collaborating with folks. We're doing sex coaching now. So, hopefully that means that we'll be booked and busy. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, that means we cannot set time aside to record and edit on a weekly basis. Four episodes a month. It's just not gonna happen. It, no. No. And this, scheduling these monthly ones have become kind of challenging. <laughs> no, seriously. Because <laughs> these months, y'all know how it is at the end of the year. It's like October through January. It's like, and booked. And busy. Weekends, holidays. You're like, I just want one. No. None of that for you. <laughs> so, yeah. So, yeah. you get to hang out with us once a month. Or, you know, more. If you come to events, the yeah. If you come to events, we'll be all the time in person. Yeah. <laughs> but otherwise, you just get to hear us. Yep. What's that? Woo-hoo. I mean, a Reese cup, y'all. I'm about to say she's doing a lot. It's delicious. You're doing a lot next to me right now. So <laughs> I'm over here like um, <laughs> like I'm trying to feel it. No, I'm just kidding. Okay, so season three, episode one. What are we talking about? What are we talking about? We are talking about sex tech. Q stares of confusion. Because <laughs> when she first told me this, I was like, we're doing duet. <laughs> sex tech. Alright, so, what is sex tech? <laughs> oh, okay. So, y'all, I'm over here eating cupcakes and drinking my 
trying to do. I didn't I, I told you. Maybe you shouldn't have did that. You're right. You almost died. Just now. All right. Yeah. Okay. So. Ask me again. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Pretend like this never happened. <clears throat> so, what is sex tech? So, first of all, this is a topic that we have been trying to do for like three seasons. Like, <laughs> every season of the show, we've tried to do this. Yeah. And we may need to revisit it again because I don't think either one of us are really like an expert in this topic. We're not. And like can really, <laughs> I don't know if we can really give it the rundown that it deserves. This is a high we level are overview. going to try this episode. High okay. level overview, kids. High level overview. Yes. So we may have a guest <laughs> when we revisit it. Right. In the future. <laughs> we Good. can find someone. Yeah. Louisville is not the biggest hub for sex tech. You know, it's not Silicon Valley. Right, we're not in the Bay, so, you know, we can find the safe state person on the West, but we just got to find them. <laughs> Alright, so, the topic, obviously, is sex tech. Sounds pretty self-explanatory, but it's quite broad and expensive. I don't know if you sound self-explanatory, too, because I'm still confused, but it's fine. <laughs> I mean, because, you know, if someone says, what is sex tech, you had to guess, you would probably say, like, technology related to sex. Well. Which is technically not false <laughs> but it's more to that but it's like more it's, to it it's than more that, right? it's, it's, it's it gets complicated so so what is it well sex technology also called sex tech like a hyphen or just one word sex tech is technology and technology driven ventures that are designed to enhance innovate and or disrupt the human sex human sexuality and or the human sexual experience Disruption seems just like aggressive. Like, do, 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 do. disruption. Okay. <laughs> Stop fucking. <laughs> <laughs> this term first came to be around 2010 as part of the digital revolution that is still going on today as we speak. Everything. For people who don't know what the digital revolution is, it's basically like when information became digital. So, like, you know, like, once upon a time, like, doctors have, like, actual vows and shit. No, and now like, it's all vows <laughs> and health visits and you can fucking Zoom your doctor and all the things. Yeah. So, like, all information, like, information has just gone digital. Basically. Um, think about, like, I mean, everything's gone digital. Currency, information. Yeah. Like, we're in a digital revolution right now where everything has gone from, like, a physical, something you can see and touch, to, like, it is a code on a computer in cyberspace. Yeah, and I say it's gotten so digital that somebody at work was like, can you fax this to me? And I almost just blew up. Like, fax. I have to find a fax machine. <laughs> <laughs> Can I just scan the PDF to you, sis? No? Okay. Yeah, so, like I said, digital revolution. Started around 2010. It's continuing to happen. It skyrocketed. Yeah. Jesus. Okay. So, another term related to this sex tech craze is teledildodonics. Okay, look. Give me a sec. Teledildonics or cyberdildonics, which is the name coined for virtual sex encounters using technology to mimic and extend human sexual interaction. Uh, the most common are like Bluetooth enabled sex toys. Like a Bluetooth speaker? So, no. So I thought it was weird too. I was like, what the fuck are you connecting a sex toy to Bluetooth for? Bluetooth but Did you have those? Okay, sorry, go. What? But it's like, um, you know like when you put on like the vibrating panties and the, your partner is able to like- Oh, with the remote? Yes, yeah. that's Bluetooth enabled. Oh, oh my God, we've been talking about trying that. That's so you just walk in one day, your partner's like, "I make her come right now." I put you back in here. Not in the 
the same lot L next to the lettuce. If I ever see that person outside, I'll be like, that bitch just hit the slits in Costco. What are you doing? <laughs> but yeah, so those are like, yeah, those are Bluetooth enabled. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. I'm sorry, so. Bluetooth enabled. I'm like, it's, it's a fucking butt plug that plays music <laughs> as well. <laughs> so it's in your booty, but all you hear is trap. No. No. <laughs> so it's like the vibrations help with the experience. I'm sorry. This is why I don't. This no. Is this is like this is why we all need to know. I did not know what Bluetooth really was before. Cause I'm in my mind, I thought the same time. Like we use Bluetooth to like play music to play music, but like no, Bluetooth just means that it's like connected to another device, and those devices like play off of each other. It's a Bluetooth plug. You over there? Can you hear me? Get a Bluetooth. Hear me? No. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> I'm sorry. However, sex tech is really an umbrella term that could include the following: VR porn. Alright, health and sexual wellness platform or app-based technology, which, you know, that when I think of that, like, those health, you know, you could have a e-visit with your OBGYN, mm-hmm. kind of that basic thing. Um, Bluetooth enabled sex toys, which we very badly generally covered. Um, <laughs> pornography, video scripting, remote sex interfaces, and sex robots. See, that's the first thing I thought of when you said sex tech, I was like, sex robots. Yes. All right. All right. So now that we kind of, kind of, badly know what the <laughs> sex tech industry is, badly. let's get down to how relevant it is. Let's talk business. All right. So now that we know, yep. Mm-hmm. Like we said, some of these terms go back to the early '90s, but the sex tech industry didn't really start making moves until the start of the digital revolution in 2010. Statista, which is like an online website that kind of like determines like all these different industries and how much you know they're yep. worth yep. estimates that the market size of the sexual wellness market is going to reach 37.2 billion dollars by next year that's not surprising like sex in itself yeah is profitable no seriously like sex sells yeah and this is not and this is not the sex industry right so we're not talking about like porn stars exotic dancers we're talking about literally sex tech yeah is going to reach thirty-seven point two billion dollars by next year. Okay, so what we're saying is we need to come up with a sex tech idea. Right? I actually now. have an idea. Okay, well, we'll you want to hear it? Sure. Okay. I just told I told Jerome about it. If y'all remember Jerome, but what did Jerome say? Okay, tell me. If he said it definitely was sex tech. I was like, okay, you would know. So I don't know, and I want to patent this. So don't already steal my shit, or so I'm gonna sue you. But right, you just kid that person, bitch. <laughs> Sue, okay. you motherfucker Sue. Okay, what's your idea though? It's my intellectual property, bitch. But <laughs> All right. So, okay. So you know that there's an orgasm gap between men and women. Yes. Straight men and straight women. Because yes. lesbian women get this the fuck in. But <laughs> and they be orgasming all over the place. Yes. So I was like, well, what if there was like a like a dick ring or something, right? Okay. That you could put on so when you smash in your shorty, right? That's the most masculine thing you could ever say. <laughs> God, Jesus. So okay. when you smash in shorty, right, then whatever she's feeling, the dick ring makes you feel. Okay. So, like, if she's not really feeling it, you're not really going to be feeling it. Because I feel like niggas be getting off because... It might not feel good to them, but it's, you know, to the woman, but it still feels good to them, so then they come and it's over with. But, yeah. but if you can't come because she can't come, 
So it'll make you work harder. Now you trying to now y'all getting it together. Because it's mutual satisfaction and you got it down. I feel like that would stress people out but also be very effective. I don't know how that would work. It's a lot of stuff around brain. Mm-hmm. I'm about to say, yeah. Things and sensories and, and, and Yeah. I ain't a scientist, my nigga, but I do know that shit would probably help the orgasm get. Because you ain't got to wear it forever, because once you figure out the motion of the ocean, then you kind of got it. Wear it two or three times. Yeah. If you were the same person. It's like training wheels. Now you got it. Exactly. Take some training wheels off. Orgasm training wheels. Hey. I like it. That's what we're going to call it. Orgasm training wheels. Orgasm training wheels. Copyright that. OTW. Only <laughs> way. Yes. Oh my God. I want to be part of it. <laughs> I want to be part of it. Can you think about the commercials for that shit? Play that song. <laughs> I'm screaming. <laughs> so this has been Malisha's Ideas. In the middle of this section. I'm just kidding. Okay. The sex tech industry has been considered to have positive impacts on the following. Porn. Makes sense. Uh, pleasure. <laughs> Duh. New kinds of sex because, you know, technology, you think innovation. So, innovative ways to have sex. Duh. New ways to meet partners. So, think about like apps and websites and things like that. New kinds of partners. True. Because, like, people expanding now to be poly, to be, you know, all these different new the LGBTQIAA2SPD. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And new ways to coordinate hookups because you can have digital hookups. Yes, the cyber sex, baby. Y'all remember that? Oh my god, what was that online platform? It was kind of like social media, but people started using it for sex. Oh my god, you can make little avatars. It's like a whole world. Was it a hotel? No. Because I keep thinking about how to a hotel or whatever it's got. Oh fuck! I yep. I definitely had a boyfriend or two on that motherfucker. No, it was I uh I am view or something that three D ass world that you can make. Mmm. And like you know, it was for kids, but then adults broke it because they were like, "You want fuck in this mansion I built right here?" Like what? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> That's not about place. right. That's not about right. No, it was like because I was like I had one when I was younger, and then I this dude appeared and he was like, "You like my mansion?" Well, fuck what? I am 13, sir. Fear. <laughs> Seriously. So, you know, because adults ruin things sometimes. All right. So, this makes this industry prime for investors and entrepreneurs. I mean, I wouldn't say we are in tech tech, but we are an organization that provides sexual health and pleasure education and uses, quite often, in most things that we do, the digital space. We are in the digital space right now talking to you. Digital space. So, I guess maybe we're a little sex techie. A little bit. We just don't, you know, we're not, I'm not technically uh, savvy. I'm about to so. say, not tech savvy. <laughs> With much of anything, I can barely work my phone. But <laughs> So basically, think of your grandma. Yeah. <laughs> and this But somehow, I managed to run intimate spaces through social media and podcast shit. Well, that's because you figured it out. I did. Baptism by fire. Basically. If y'all y'all can't see that, but I was just like, yeah. I'm about to say she gave herself very hardy hard. Hardy, good job. Alright. <laughs> so as per usual. Have to take a break. So we'll be back. Yeah. Hi, 
this is Malisha Griffin from Intimate Spaces Beyond the Blog. But you knew that already because you're listening to it. But what you didn't know is that I am also a published poet. If you go to Amazon.com right now, you can check out both my collections of poetry. The first one is The Second Decade, Tales of an Adult-Like Woman. And the second one is Where is the Yellow Butterfly? So be sure to go and check them out. Bye. We are. <laughs> All right. So we didn't want to talk about we gonna talk about sex tech, but one so one important aspect that can't be overlooked about the current sex tech, sex tech industry is its focus on women's sexual health and pleasure. It cannot. All right. Most of us that get into human sexuality research and work know there is a major discrepancy in what we know about female sexual health. And pleasure in comparison to males. This is true. Yes, definitely. Okay. You're talking about the orgasm gap. I mean, hell, they really didn't even know how large the clitoris was until recently. This is like, so much, so much that we don't know about female sexual pleasure and sexual health. At all. And that really comes from a lot of reasons, but the main one is <laughs> the rampant amount of sexism and misogyny that control our society. <laughs> yes. But women-led sex sex startups are coming out left and right to bridge the information gap. Yeah, so some of these startups have even caught the attention of Forbes, who mentioned them in a recent article. Okay, the first is Anna Lee, the founder of Lioness. Lioness is a sexual wellness company that created the first and only biofeedback vibrator. Essentially, a sex toy that tells you what went well and what didn't. Oh, that is kind of cool. No, seriously. So I looked it up the other day, and it like basically tells you... like what was most enjoyable for you, what was not enjoyable for you. And then it also tells you how, like, your sleep patterns, your diet, your exercise is all impacting your ability to, like, orgasm and, like, enjoy sexual pleasure. Huh. And she has the only biofeedback vibrator. That's kind of interesting. So you get, like, a... No, seriously. You get, like, a... Like, you basically get a self kind of... Yeah. Like, a self-sexual... Just like your sexual health should like greatly improve you if you had that toy. I wonder how much it is. It's probably expensive. It's the only one that exists. I'm about to say it's so niche, but that it that would be so interesting to get like all mm-hmm. that information and data, and then you know exactly like how to. That's a different way to look at health, like mm-hmm. sexual health, but also just overall health. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, oh, I want to improve. You know, if it's not great, I want to improve my orgasm, get better sleep. Eat these foods. Right. If you know that you're not exercising the way that you should, you increase your exercise, which increases your physical health, which increases your sexual health, which was kind of what you, you know, you kind of like ended up, what is that? Killing two birds with one stone, is that what they say? Basically. Yeah. So that's pretty dope. Yeah. I have, we can, but we'll definitely, I'll look it up after this and see because I'm interested to know too. How I'm about to say, how much is that? That would be, yeah. That's amazing. Mm hmm. Because so, they, sorry. No, go ahead. Then you don't have to like, like, you can still go to the doctor, but then you can kind of take your sexual health into your own hands. I think because, I mean, when we go, the thing about the doctor is, like, they're so, like, it's so based on, like, preventative measures. Like, don't get an STD. Don't get pregnant if you don't want to be pregnant. Yeah. Don't get, like, these, like, you know, reproductive issues, like cervical cancer or, um, you know, cysts or things like that. But it doesn't talk about, like, I don't talk to my gynecologist about, like, so, are you having good sex? Like, don't no. ask me that. No. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't think she cares. <laughs> I say it. Yeah, because that's a, another side of health. Yeah. But it's like it's not the health that you know you can look at with a pap smear. Yeah. So, okay, I see what you're saying. I think the only time that like it really ever gets brought up is like for people who have like painful sex, like PCOS or like uh, 
Or if there are any issues that come up on your pap smear, it's like, well, what type of sex are you having? Yeah. Is it rough? Right. Do you enjoy lots of rough sex? Like, that's the only time it's ever come up. Yeah, but other than that, people are not like, are you enjoying sex? Like, maybe you should... But that's why sex coaches exist. That's I'm about to say, it. that's why <laughs> your work is important because there's also that side of sexual health. Yeah. And, like, if you're not having good sex, why are you doing it? But, you know. Well, you know, society has trained us that sex is primarily reproductive. Mm-hmm. You know, in some religions, not calling it out. You know, it's only appropriate not to, meant to be enjoyed. But that's a whole other conversation. No, seriously. Or argument. <laughs> All right, so the next lady, I hope they identify as a lady. Sorry if they don't. Uh, Caroline Spiegel, so uh, they founded Quinn, which is an audio porn site that is centered around pleasure for all, and the app is free. So it's a free audio porn app. And me and Devin listened to it, and the story was quite interesting. It was interesting, but like... I don't know. For me, personally, I didn't like their voice, but it's fine. <laughs> I, heard, I did not like their voice at first, but it grew on me. Nope. Um, it was interesting, though. I did. I, I mean, we looked at the other categories, and I think there's gonna, there's something for everybody. There is definitely something for everybody. The All the categories, though, like, they covered their bases. Mm-hmm. Like, when they say pleasure for all, you mm-hmm. if you don't find something... Yeah, you didn't. But it did. It kind of yeah. He was he was doing a little bit, a little bit, a little, hmm. <laughs> a little bit of light. Yeah, I think if I had listened to it alone, I might have been able to get into the mood if I tried. But I definitely would pick. I probably would pick something else for myself. But I can definitely see how that might turn somebody on. I keep forgetting this isn't like they can't see me. I'm just over here shaking my head and saying it. <laughs> just like no. You know, okay, but do you think okay do you, that story could easily turn somebody on though? I, I mean, I think it could easily turn somebody on. Just not me. Yes, I, it's, it's not. It would not have been my top choice, but I think has you know, if it was like real life and I wandered upon that, I probably would have been like, oh, no, I wandered. <laughs> <laughs> this thing, you first of all, they ended up. Hit anybody else? <laughs> Wait, I get that image in my head right now. They're in a closet. This thing just wandered through the house. What is this? <laughs> <laughs> like, what? <laughs> uh, if it was something else that actually like kind of piqued my interest and was like in the right setting, yeah. if I was by myself in the dark and like listening, like, hmm, yeah. then I'd kind of see it. Yeah. But I really, I liked the, I liked the way he was like, I liked when he got kind of aggressive. So I was kind of like, because at first I was like, just a little too like, uh, oh, you're my brother's girlfriend. Why, 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 why? We're gonna be, be infidelity. Oh. <laughs> For me, love. Oh no. But then he was like, shut up, don't you make a sound. I was like, oh. Yeah, but I was like, you got the, you started moving. I was like, mm. yeah. Don't make a single sound. Well, the app is free. Yeah. The app you is definitely check free. it out. So, yeah. Well, I'll probably drop the website um, on our Facebook so that you all can access it if you want. Um, check it out. But yeah, check it out for real. It's free. So. I love. Yeah. All right. Cindy Gallup is the founder of Make Love, Not Porn. The world's first user-generated, human-curated social sex video sharing platform to promote consent, communication, good sexual values, and good sexual behavior. She did this as an attempt to end rape culture. So I did not get a chance to look at this one, but I'm going to. Um, In my mind, it's like solicited dick pics. Yes! (laughs) Finally! Safe space for dick pics! Finally! Instead of just, you know... The unsolicited ones you get on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook and shit. And then your text messages for some reason? Yes. That's more you, though, because you'd be like, what the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) 
suggesting things that really weren't like up to par but unfortunately I did not look this one up so sorry if it actually sucks <laughs> but it is it was one of the ones in Forge magazine that was like really well spoken of interesting um so this is two different people but Glenice Karen Moore who's the founder of Ski Moo Tech and Heather Morrison who's the founder of Handy um both have uh companies that create sex toy products that specifically benefit the LGBTQ community and the disabled communities in achieving satisfying sexual lives. So that's cool. I just, handy is very creative to me. <laughs> like, as a business. That's nice though. Um, yeah, it's making it accessible. Yeah. Which is cool. Lily Sparks is the founder of Afterglow, an ethical porn website. Yes, because you know that porn sometimes is not gets a little out of hand. Be like, oh, teen girl. Uh, especially when you think of like Pornhub. I'm like, do so many people even know they're on Pornhub? No, probably not. Like, it's creepy. The ones that stress me out, like I hate this category. I've never watched any of the videos, but just coming across the category, like those the little like the tiny petite girls, like the huge fucking guys. It's like you're going to kill her, sir. Like that stresses me out. No. Like I'm, anything I'm always, that has to do with like I'm always confused about like the t- teen teen uh, stepdaughter gets fucked by stepdad while mom's at work like yeah that's a little prank story I don't know um, yeah that stress me out I can't but see I like this marketing is like top tier though like afterglow cause you know if you think yeah. about the experience you're in the afterglow and it's no, ethical no, no. I like that I, I love the name of it it's very positive yeah. love it and then Laura Haddock DiCarlo is the founder of Laura DiCarlo, which is a leader in sex robotics for women. Hmm. I like it. So the list obviously can go on and on, but it's safe to say that sex tech is becoming a more prominent and respected industry. Yes, because I know maybe like at the beginning of COVID, I had a, the reason why I even thought of sex tech at all. In the beginning of COVID, I had a friend in um, my PhD program with me who had a friend 
who was very much into the sex tech hmm. and like made vibrators and dildos and when they were giving out all those like uh loans and stuff mm-hmm. for small businesses because of covid mm-hmm. like if you worked in the sex tech industry you couldn't get one really yeah huh but i think it's just you know the stigma of like working in the sex industry extended to sex tech so that's so crazy but they really are doing like some great stuff so i mean it sounds interesting yeah, I'm really interested to talk to someone who's actively in sex tech. Yeah, like I know I said like intimate spaces is kind of in sex tech, but like, I think we're really we're kind of in like the sexual wellness promotion part. I think you're more sexual wellness promotion, which falls under sex tech if you're doing it in a digital space. But I feel like it's the least sex techy part of sex tech. This is true. <laughs> I mean, I'm it like, would I, be very interesting to talk to somebody who does this like all the time and has been doing this for mm-hmm. years because I feel like I would have so many questions I have so many based on like what part of the industry they were in because mm-hmm. it'd be cool to find like and how did you even like find like investors and like people like and like what kind of like conferences do you guys like I just want to know everything but... <laughs> where do you go how do you find other people send us yes. <laughs> like wait but also true like I would be curious the same way because that's it's all very interesting mm-hmm. and it's something you don't think about unless you're directly involved yeah. but but yeah but that's sex tech in a nutshell as far as like a brief barely like scratching the surface introduction <laughs> the brief overview yeah. high level with two people well one person who's a sex expert but not tech fatty and then just me <laughs> <laughs> I'm just here yeah but so but yeah so like we said, this will this will be our September episode. Yes, we're only doing this once a month. Sorry, guys, September and girls, and comrades, and past friends. Um, but yeah, announcements. So follow us on Instagram to catch up with everything that we're doing. All the things. Um, we'll have a we've been having our community conversation series. Um, so we'll obviously have one in October that we haven't announced the time and day yet. So be on Instagram and Facebook to look for that. Um, our business shower celebrating our one year anniversary is November 4th, yeah. 7 to 10. Tickets are on sale right now on Eventbrite. So be sure that you're getting those because there really are limited tickets. There's less than 100 tickets. So you want to be sure that you're getting a ticket. Um, there's going to be a full course meal by the fourth dive experience. Um, cake. It's gonna be a silent auction. Music fun. You get to see us. Um, and October fifteenth, we'll be at the Millionaire Marketplace. Um, so if you want to come say hello, you can. And I think that's all we have coming up for right now. Uh, I think I don't know. Yeah, I don't think we have anything else. That that I know of. And of course, we're taking, I am, personally me, taking clients for sex coaching and workshops and things like that. My October's pretty booked, but uh, if anybody's looking to start sex coaching to the end of October, November, um, you can look on my calendar. Mm hmm. But yeah. Um, I think that's it. Yeah. In a nutshell. But yeah. Welcome back, everybody. Yay! <laughs> It's crazy that this is the third season. I know. I know. 
That's wild. And like we just were like, let's do this, and then like here we are, like literally three years later. I know. I'm like, <laughs> I remember when you first told me, I was like, this. I like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how to feel. And I'm like, I'm having so much fun. <laughs> I've learned so much. <laughs> no, seriously. In the background. But yeah, that's all we have. All right. We'll see you all later. Alrighty. Bye. Bye.